well, golly, we don't have enough payroll right now to, to pay people just to be pie in the sky people, right? We need, we need some tactics. We need some boots on the ground. And so what I'm asking both of us to be is we need to be great at the tactics, the actions of what we're doing every single day. But what we're going to focus on today is I, I want to challenge us to also think conceptually, to not just get so buried in checking the boxes that we miss the big picture. Well, hey there, if we have not yet met, my name is Alex Judd. I'm the founder of this business called Path for Growth. And as a business, we exist to help impact-driven leaders step into who they were created to be so that others benefit and God is glorified. And this podcast is just another iteration of how that mission comes to life. Well, we're going to do something a little bit different today on the podcast because I want to share with you a lesson that I taught our team at Path for Growth in one of our recent team meetings. One of the things that we're constantly thinking about as an organization is how do we develop a team not filled with followers, but rather a team filled with leaders. And one of the ways that we know we can do that is by carving out time in our biweekly team meeting to focus on a specific tactic, tool, technique, or principle related to leadership. And it's in this teaching that we dove into the topic of strategic thinking and strategic work. And we really got behind what it looks like to be a strategic thinker and a strategic worker and not just a tactician. So here's an excerpt from Path for Growth's recent team meeting on strategic thought. The topic that we're focusing on today is strategy is a team sport, okay? And, and this is what I want us to think about. And the reason why we're setting apart this time in our team meeting is because one of the things that I and hopefully all of us are really passionate about with regard to the culture of our team is we are not an organization that has a leader or a few leaders and beyond that it's just a bunch of employees. We want to be leaders who are leading leaders who are leading leaders, yes? And, and so that's our goal, that's our focus. And as a result, one of the things that we want to be dedicated to is developing every single person on our team, regardless of the role they play, as a leader, but also developing their business acumen. And so that's what we're going to focus on today, because really one of the essential functions of leadership is the function of strategy. And I want to tell you kind of how this unfolds and how we teach this to our customers. And then from there, we'll walk into two principles that kind of play out for each of us in our daily role. Uh, many of you probably know because we do this all the time for our business and we talk about our answers to these questions for our business, but this is also the first three steps that we walk our customers through. We, we say that it's essential that every business, if they're going to practice healthy growth, is able to answer three questions, right? Uh, number one is, why do we exist? Number two is, what do we stand for? And number three is, where are we going? And so why do we exist is answered by your aspirational mission. We exist to help impact-driven leaders step into who they were created to be so that others benefit and God is glorified, right? What do we stand for is answered by your core values, point to Jesus, alignment, freedom, and responsibility, treat people like friends, strength is for service. That's what we stand for. Those are the non-negotiables that we are unwilling to compromise on. And then where are we going is answered by your vision. And that's found in our vision charter that details all of that. And that's where we're going over the course, the next three to five years. Now, the power of this is that it, it, it does what Peter Drucker would call making decisions at the highest possible conceptual level. 
my hope, and I think we've talked about these stories on this team meeting before, is that you've all seen play out in your role and maybe even in your life, how because we made these decisions early on, it made so many decisions for us moving forward. And I've seen for myself, whenever I get into a weird situation with a customer or a team member or a vendor or something like that, I refer back to our core values and I say, okay, well, this decision is already made. I'm going to treat this person like a friend because that's our core value. And then I just have to figure out how that value plays out practically in this scenario. And so that's the power of what I would call pre-deciding, right? And I think Craig Groeschel first coined that term. We pre-decided the big things so that everything else really can be decided by the individual contributor in the role that they're playing at that time. Now, what's crazy is when you look at that last question, where are we going? This is one of my favorite things that we get to do as part of Path for Growth is When we talk about where are we going, what we're asking people to do is we're not just saying what does survival look like. We're not just saying what does adequate look like. We're not just saying what would it take to get by. We're saying what would a home run be? What would a grand slam be for you as a leader, for your marriage, for your family, for your business, for your team, for your relationship with your kids, for your involvement in the the community, right? What, What does winning look like? And so many of you know that the way we describe what winning looks like is with success statements, right? Three to five statements that literally state success. What's so cool, and it gives me chills to think about it, is I've seen it so many times where we can be in a room and we finally get clarity on the answer to where are we going with a business. And maybe even a person that one of our one-on-one coaches, I've seen recordings where Kelly has done this, where Olivia has done this, where literally someone finally gets clarity on, on where they're going in their life as it relates to their business. And, and it's almost like you can't help, like you can't keep them from immediately asking a, a next question. It's like it just comes out of them and you can't stop it. And what's crazy is if a business owner asks the, answers this question, where are we going? The team almost starts filling in the blanks on the next question automatically. And, and that next question is how. When, whenever we get clear about where we are, And then we get clear about where we want to go and what winning looks like. It's like when you actually state a destination of where you want to go, people can't help but ask and then subsequently answer the question how. And that's just wild. So what's really cool, I I wasn't planning on us getting into this today, but it's actually what I read this morning in the Bible and it just connected so perfectly. If you've got Bibles with you, turn to Proverbs 4. It's going to be Proverbs 4, let's do 23 through 26. Would someone mind reading for us? I'm happy to. Cool. Go for it, Duke. Thanks, man. Of course. This is NRSV. So, um, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from your crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Keep straight the path of your feet, and all your ways will be sure. Love it. Excellent. So what was so cool is I don't think whenever Solomon wrote this, he was thinking through the lens of, oh, mission, vision, strategy, right? But the principles associated with mission, vision, and strategy are really unfolded and unpacked in these few verses. 
because maybe your version says keep your heart or it says guard your heart. Guard your heart above all else for out of it flows everything you do. Now, what's so interesting to understand about this is that the original word for heart, right? The, the Hebrews, whenever they use the word heart, they're not talking about emotions. When we think heart, we think emotions. They weren't thinking about emotions there. When, when they use the word heart, they're thinking about the core of who you are. And, and the closest word that we have to describe that, you know what it is? It's motive. So it's saying guard your motive above all else for out of it flows everything you do. They're they're saying guard your why, right? Guard why you do what you do. That's mission, right? It's saying guard the mission, right? Guard why you do. Now, ultimately, why do we all do what we do if you're a believer? Well, it's to glorify the God of the universe, right? That's why we exist. And within that, there's subsequent purposes that help us achieve that goal. But, But it starts with mission. And then verse 25, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. So in my mind, I just read that and I was like, oh my gosh, it's where are you going? It's like, don't just look down at where your feet are right now and get so obsessed and ingratiated in where you are today and the step you're taking right now. Like point your eyes up, look towards the horizon Fix your eyes straight ahead of you. And also don't be distracted. Don't look to the left or to the right. And then it gets to the next piece, the how. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. And I think that alludes to the how. And and what I want us to recognize here is whenever we come to that question, how, there's two ways in business leadership and life that we answer that question, how. Okay, there, there's two methods for doing this, and they're both right. You need both, okay? So, so number one is strategy, and that's going to be conceptual and principle-based, right? So strategy is going to be conceptual, and it's going to be principle-based. And then number two is tactics. So the question of how are we going to get from here to there is going to be answered by our strategy and our tactics. Let's use a very basic example. If we're going from Austin, Texas to New York City, the strategy is we're gonna take a car, right? Or we're going to take a plane, right? The tactics are who's gonna buy the plane ticket, what flight are we going to get on? Who's going to go with us? What are we going to eat on the plane? Right. And so that applies to a business as a whole. I believe that applies to your life as well. And it certainly applies to your role in the business. Now, here's why this is so important for us to understand today is that we're a small business, right? We're a scrappy crew. In an effective small business, every team member is a tactician and a strategist. Now, This is not true of every small business. This is true of every effective small business. And my hope is that all of us have the goal of being an effective small business, right? Just pondering the path of your feet, just getting immersed and ingratiated in the next step that you're taking in your role and quote unquote, doing your job, that is necessary. But if you're just doing that, you're not contributing everything you could to to being a part of this mission and getting us to where we need to go. Conversely, 
If you're just thinking pie in the sky about the future and just thinking concepts and just thinking principles associated with things, well, golly, we don't have enough payroll right now to, to pay people just to be pie in the sky people, right? We need, we need some tactics. We need some boots on the ground. And so what I'm asking both of us to be is we need to be great at the tactics, the actions of what we're doing every single day. But what we're going to focus on today is I, I want to challenge us to also think conceptually. To not just get so buried in checking the boxes that we miss the big picture. Now, before we move on, I want you all to think real quick, and and I'm just going to give you a few seconds and then we'll round robin this question. I want you to think, which one do you lean into more naturally, strategy or tactics? In, In my experience, typically leaders lean more into, oh, my natural predisposition is to think through the lens of tactics or my natural predisposition is to think through the lens of strategy. I'll go first and then we'll popcorn it. So I would say for me, strategy is my go-to. And I think in general, Zach and Olivia would probably agree, probably most of you would agree with me. So strategy is my go-to. And the principle here that we're going to focus on for everyone is we want to amplify our strengths and we want to shore up our weaknesses. Okay, so that's what we're going to focus on. Okay, I'm going to... Ran Robin, Michelle, I'll go to you and then you can popcorn from there. Uh, definitely more tactical than a strategizer. Very good. Okay, popcorn to someone. Uh, Katie. I would go strategy first. I would, I would think the big picture, the big vision, and then take a minute to get into the tactics of how we're going to get there. Yeah. Very cool. And I'll popcorn to Duke. I would say that I naturally lean toward the strategy side, strategy side of things before the tactics. Cool. I'll popcorn to Kelly. I think I naturally lean toward strategy as well. Cool. Popcorn to someone. Uh, Olivia. I think I'm naturally wired towards tactics. Yeah, you're like freaky good at tactics. (laughs) That's what I would say. Popcorn to someone, Olivia. Danielle. Definitely a strategy. Very cool. And then Zach, I think Zach? you're last. I think uh, a strategy out of this too. Very cool. Okay. So, so what's really cool there that we should all pay attention to is like we have a mix and that's really positive. But what's also really interesting there is our team is loaded heavily on the strategy side. And, and so we need people like Olivia in many ways and Michelle to keep us in check and say like, hey, I get that you want to think conceptually, but we got to also focus tactically as well. And remember, what we need all of us to do is we need to amplify our strengths. And that's what we're going to be doing for a lot of us today. And we need to shore up our weaknesses. And so just as much of a takeaway as we should have on everything that we're going to do to become better strategists, this should also elicit for many of us the question of, okay, what are the things that I need to focus on to make sure I'm being a decent contributing tactician on the team as well? Okay, so there's two principles that I want us to go over, and then we'll close this out. Two principles related to strategy. Number one, this is something that we talk to coaches about whenever we're talking about directional coaching. It's also something that we teach our customers. The specificity of your strategy will never exceed the specificity of your vision. So often people think they have a how problem and and they struggle to figure out the answer to how. And the reason why is because they never actually answered the question where, right? If, If we are broad with our desired vision or destination, let's say we want to go from Austin to the Northeast, 
right? Well, the Northeast is a super broad destination. So there's like a billion possible ways we could get from Austin to the Northeast. Now let's say we want to get on a bus, go from Austin to 6th Street in Manchester in New York City. Well, now we've got a very specific destination and you better believe there's one, maybe two best routes to get there. And so the specificity of our vision created the specificity of our strategy. And so what's crazy is in your role with what you're doing, the minute you get a clear idea of what winning actually looks like, it, it makes the next step really, really clear. And a lot of times when we're confused about, I just don't know what to do next, or I don't know where I should be spending my time, or I don't know where to focus my energy or my creativity. A lot of times we think it's a strategy issue and it's a vision issue. And so one of the things that I think we can all do as it relates to that is number one, take responsibility for capturing and communicating what the win is for what you are working on. Now, what's really cool is, I mean, every single role on our team has success statements and so in your role, that's the win. But, but here's what's neat is if you're winning in that, and so many of you have already done this, right? Kelly's done this, Danielle done, has done this, Duke has done this, right? Once you've established a pattern for being green in those success statements, well, then I would way rather you not just come to someone else on the team, one of the leaders on the team and say, hey, what do I need to do now? I would rather you now leverage some of that creative freedom to say, let me envision a picture of the future that doesn't yet exist for this arena that I'm operating in, whether that's marketing or coaching or customer experience or in-person experiences, right? So once you're green in your success statements, it's like, I, I mean, what I want for the people in my business is to be creative and critical thinkers and say, I'm the expert on my area and I'm going to envision a future for this area. Okay, next action. In light of what that future is, determine the best possible how. It can be really easy, and I've experienced this whenever I've worked in a team and I, and I haven't owned the business. Whenever you work in a team, it can be really easy to just start answering the question how without getting first deeply clear on the question where. And what I would tell you is collaborate with us, right, on answering that question of where and then in light of that, say, okay, what's the, what's the best possible way that we can do that? Great example right now is we're working on Christmas gifts for all of our customers. And I know there's a handful of people that are doing that. It would be really easy to start that conversation with what are all the cool things we could do for Christmas gifts? What I would rather occur is what do we want our Christmas gifts to accomplish? What would winning look like? What would a grand slam be? Let's describe that. And then out of that, we can decide what's the best possible how, the strategy and tactics for Christmas gifts. Okay, let's go to the second principle. This is the one that actually kind of inspired uh, this being the topic today. I looked all over for where I found this. I literally flipped through every page of Tools and Titans, which that, that is a big book, Tools for Diet. And then I also like looked on transcripts of Tim Ferriss's uh, podcast. I couldn't find it anywhere, but, but here's where I heard this. I remember it was, a, it was a grandmaster chess player, which that's a pretty legit title. I wish we could earn the title of grandmaster coach. That would be legit, right? But, but he was a grandmaster chess player. And the, the, the question was around strategy, right? Because what are chess players? They're strategists. And what he said was, man, whenever it comes to chess and whenever it comes to strategy, most people think that effective strategy is about seeing 10 moves ahead into the future. 
And he said, in reality, really effective strategists just have more awareness of the moves that are available to them in the present. I'm going to say it again. Really effective strategists have more awareness of the moves that are available to them in the present. That's really important for all of us to understand. Because when I read that, gosh, it was over probably a year and a half ago now, I looked in the mirror and I said, oh my gosh, I'm running this business right now and building this business with a very limited number of moves. I'm, I'm using the moves that I got from Ramsey Solutions whenever I used to work there. I'm using the moves that I got from Lake Hills Church whenever I used to work there. I'm using the moves from the leaders that I've sat down and had lunch with, but a lot of them were in the, some of the same social circles. And I said, if we're going to make this business something different than the other places that I've been, then I've got to get some new moves. And so often, you don't even know options are available to you whenever you hit challenges or encounter opportunities because you just didn't even know it was a possible move. And so, what that kind of highlights for all of us is what are we doing in terms of increasing our moves? And so, actions associated with this. Number one, name the game that you're playing and understand the rules of how it's played. So, Zach is playing the game of operations. Katie is playing the game of in-person experiences. Kelly is playing the game of highly exceptional one-on-one executive coaching, right? Duke is playing the game of marketing. Danielle is playing the game of, of customer experience and customer success. Olivia is playing the game of management and training trainers, right? And so these are the games that we're playing. Now, do you know the rules of how it's played? Before we start getting creative and trying to rethink everything and reinvent everything, it would probably be good if we just learn from the people who have done it in the past and have written down what they learned, right? And probably learn the fundamentals of how the game of all these different things are played. Uh, Pablo Picasso had a great quote. He said, understand the rules like a pro so that you can break them like an artist. I love that. Understand the rules like a pro. Understand the rules of your game. This is your unique gift and responsibility. Understand the rules of your game like a pro. Know the ins and outs of them so that you can break them like an artist. Number two, take inventory of the moves you know and where you got them from. It would be such a shame if y'all had different experiences, learned different things, maybe had some internships, maybe had some previous jobs, uh, maybe had some things that you learned from your parents or coaches or teachers growing up, maybe have some mentors that have taught you some things and you never wrote those things down, right? It, it would be such a shame if you lost the moves that are in your head because you failed to remember them. And so know your moves. And, and this is where too, language creates culture, right? And so this is one of the things that Zach has done such a good job of lately is like he started to label some of his moves, right? And I've literally heard customers tell me, you know, it's like Zach always says, everything is maintenance, right? And, and, and so it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, the, it's like his language is now transferring to other people. So what are your moves and name them, right? Everything requires maintenance, I think, is not everything is maintenance. Yeah, I did a, a poor job of reiterating that. Number three, pursue opportunities to rhythmically increase your moves. Okay, so learning lunches where you sit down with someone that you find really interesting in your area on a specific topic and ask them questions 
in my opinion, it's more valuable than any book you'll ever read or any podcast you'll ever listen to. I mean, Kelly has just taken this and run with it. Danielle has done the same. But Kelly, I mean, Kelly said, the game I'm playing right now is principle-based thinking and principle-based coaching. And I'm going to go talk to three pastors. I'm going to talk to the leaders on our team. I mean, I mean, she like she went deep, deeper than I've ever gone in that topic. And, and she learned so much. And, and in doing so, she increased her moves. And now she's seen as more of a credible authority within our community on the topic of principle-based thinking strictly because she intentionally and rhythmically created opportunities to increase your moods. But also the books you read, right, and the podcasts you listen to, the people you talk to on our team, um, pursue opportunities to increase them. And so wrapping up, strategy is a team sport. This is something that is simultaneously responsibility, but also way, way, way more than responsibility. I would tell you opportunity. I think this is the topic that it will absolutely have massive ramifications in a positive way for our business if you engage in it. But more than that, like, I mean, this is going to impact your life, right? And so before you start asking the question of how, make sure you've got a clear vision and then be someone who is deliberately and intentionally and rhythmically increasing your moves. Okay, what we're going to do now is we're going to take 30 seconds, just jot down one takeaway and how it applies to you. And then we'll round robin those. So spend 30 seconds on that right now. Ready, go. Olivia, uh, could you start us and then popcorn? Yeah, my takeaway is label your moves. I love that, especially because we teach principle-based thinking and communicating. That, to me, goes hand in hand. Katie, you go next. Yeah, thank you. I really loved being fully aware of the moves available to me in the present. As the first only team member in the experience division. There's a lot of creative freedom in this role. Once we kind of get everything operationalized, then we get to move into a really fun part of this role. And so being able to dream and to use my experience from the past. So something we kind of dream about a little bit as a team, as far as experience is concerned, is live events with a digital component, which makes me really excited with a video production background and all of that. So the possibilities in that arena are really exciting. And yeah, I love I love taking account of the moves we have available to us at the present and then applying them to our roles in the future. Love it. Very good. Cool. Popcorn to someone, Katie. Oh, I'm going to go to Michelle. All right. My takeaway was write down the moves you've learned and where you learned them from or you you learned them from. I feel like that really helps you realize where you've come from and how much farther you can go. Hmm. Very cool. Michelle, popcorn. Uh, Duke. My biggest takeaway was in a small business, everyone is a strategist and a tactician. And so I think because my mind operates naturally on the level of strategist, 
yet the role that I'm in as marketing intern tends to be a very tactical role. I tell myself that I need to shut off the strategist part of my brain so I can focus on tactics when I think that that's, I think that's a false, I think that's a false reality. I think that actually similar to today, worth it Wednesday, obsession smothers wisdom. When you're obsessed, you're cutting out the rest of reality, which has a lot of factors in it. And so the takeaway for me is no, okay, have my, have the focus, focus on those tactics, make sure those goals get hit, but then make sure again, the vision is solid for it so that within those tactics, I can still be focused on a greater strategy, which which even brings more meaning to the role itself. And so anyways, instead of operating with tactics in a vacuum, strategy on top of that is big. So that was my biggest takeaway. Um, I'm going to popcorn to Danielle. Okay. Mine would be understand the rules of the game see, like a pro so that you can break them like an artist. That like, oh, it's so good. So I would say I've always been a rule follower, but I have been an artist. So it completely makes sense of understanding the rules. And when I think about rules, I think of like, what are our customers' expectations when it comes to interacting with our business? And then how can we blow their expectations out of the water? How can we just make our product better, specifically in what I'm doing day to day, and then all of us together to make our product better and the experience um, more smooth, but also how do I learn the rules of the game is something that I would want to learn most. Very cool. Well said. Thank you. Go ahead and popcorn someone. Kelly. Okay. Mine was before you ask the question, how ask the question where it goes back to that principle that we always talk about start with the end in mind and then create a game plan to get there rather than just shooting from the hip and being inefficient in what you're doing keeping what you do and your tactics in line with where you're going. Well Love said. That. Excellent. Zach, you want to close this out, man? Yeah, mine. Uh, mine felt like an indirect takeaway. When Olivia answered tactician, it was, I was just reminded of like, oh yeah, she's a brilliant tactician too because I think of you as a brilliant strategist. And uh, one of the things that I feel like I can grow in and expand my moves in is as a tactician. And so I wrote down like, I want to continue to practice what I see in Olivia's tactical strengths and adopt those, adopt those strategies for my tactics, so to speak. Golly. And I feel like Zach is like a brilliant tactician as well. So I'm like, I'm like, how is he so freaking responsive all the time? I don't understand. I don't think he actually sleeps. Uh, very cool. Uh, okay. I, I hope this was helpful. I hope that we take something we can do out of it. Thanks for the time. Well, I hope that that lesson was valuable for you for two reasons. Number one, I hope that it got you thinking about how you can challenge yourself, but also your team to be thinking strategically about the future of your business. But then number two, I hope it also inspired and encouraged and also challenged you to not just be a leader leading followers, but rather to be a leader that is developing and leading other leaders. And so what would it look like for you to go into your own team? meeting and say, we're going to do a specific time dedicated to leadership development, and we're going to dive into a specific topic related to leadership. Hey, this also feels like a good time to mention that one of the things that we are just so excited about as a business is that we've planned our next Path for Growth in-person experience. It's going to be in October of 2023 in Asheville, North Carolina. And man, Asheville in October it is just so freaking beautiful. So it's just going to be an 
incredible time. But here's what I'm most excited about. All of the content is going to be focused around what we just talked about. It's going to be focused on leading leaders. Because so often the thing that caps impact-driven leaders is they find themselves crushed by the fact that they've built a business where they are a leader that may be leading leaders, but those leaders are leading followers. And so we want to raise up individuals at every level of an organization where they're truly taking on leadership responsibility, but also teaching and training and developing leaders below them. So this experience is for the owner of the business, but also the top level leaders of the organization. It's going to be such a powerful time. And the way that we design these experiences is we say, we're going to get in the room with high caliber, impact-driven leaders for three days. And over the course of the three days, we're going to immerse ourselves in content and conversation and activity and experiences so that over the course of three days, You don't just hear about growth. You don't just learn about growth, but rather you experience growth. That over the course of three days, you grow as a person, you grow as a leader, and you learn tactics and practices, and you put a plan in place to grow as a business. So if you're interested in Path for Growth's next in-person experience, we only have so many seats. We try to keep these groups pretty intimate and pretty small. I'll put the link into the show notes, and that's where you can get all the details. One more thing before we go, we send out written content every single week in an email called worth it Wednesday. I think most email isn't worth it. So if we're going to send an email, it better be worth it. Every Wednesday, we send a principle worth learning, a question worth answering, and a recommendation worth taking. You can read it in under two minutes. Over a thousand of you are now part of this email list, which is just so cool. And if you want to join, you can sign up at pathforgrowth.com or just click the link that's in the show notes. Y'all know this. We're rooting for you. We want to see you win. Remember, my strength is not for me. Your strength is not for you. Our strength is for service. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.